Hello. Welcome to Game Chat, the video game book club on the internet. Uh, I'm Jonathan, and this is our 301st chat. Today we are continuing our chat on Signs of the Sojourner. It was released in May of 2020, developed and published by Echo Dog Games. Signs of the Sojourner is a narrative game, card game, about connecting with people. Your deck is your character, reflecting your experiences and shaping your relationships. You take over your mother's store after her death, traveling to diverse locations to acquire goods for the shop. Along the way, you'll encounter optimistic stories, compassionate characters, and delightful surprises in a world where climate change has made life hard. And that is an understatement for this game as it's basically Mad Max, but with an <laughs> optimistic tone. Um, all right, we always like to start off with an intro question. Um, I didn't think too hard about this intro question. Uh, today's intro question is, what's your go-to conversation starter? This is all about conversations. Starting at the top. All right, this is Franco. And considering my demographics and where I grew up, it is as follows. Yo, hey, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Yeah? Yep. <laughs> and, uh, this is uh, this is Jonathan. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess it's always kind of you know, variation of what's up, what's going on, or you know, cla- the the classic Georgia, Atlanta adjacent. What is just like, how about them Braves? <laughs> or how about the Falcons? And, and more often than not, it's hey, not good. <laughs> or you know, if you want to get, if you want to live life on the edge, you could say. Hey, about how about them dogs, or how about them yellow jackets? And then, depending on who you're talking to, that could end very good or end bad, very badly, <laughs> depending on what part of Georgia you're in. <laughs> but most most of the time, it's like if you're anywhere outside of Atlanta, it's the dogs. But if you're in Atlanta, some tech tech person will probably get on you. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, this is Madeline. Um, generally, my conversation starters go, Hi, my name's Madeline. I'm one of the nurses at the wound clinic. I'll be one of the nurses taking care of you today. Tell me about your, <laughs> you know, all of that. So generally, that's that's how my, my conversation starters go. If I'm talking to somebody outside of work, um, if I don't already know them, it'll be probably, but if I have to talk to them, or if I am feeling, I don't know, generous of spirit and want to start a conversation that I don't <laughs> have to have, um, then it would be like, uh, I probably comment about whatever situation we find ourselves in, waiting in line or um, looking at the same thing on a shelf. I, I don't know. Or how crowded <laughs> the grocery store is. You know, something general and benign, but... Uh, shared commiseration for for our um whatever shared uh hardship 
will probably be. It could be the weather, too. So that's usually how it goes for me. <laughs> Can't go wrong with the weather. This is Chris. Um, since I work in, gen- in IT, I have grown a dislike for many people. So <laughs> I try to avoid many conversations that I don't have to involve myself in. Um, but much like Madeline, uh, it's usually revolving around the current situation that we are both in. So, yeah, that's about it. Very nice. We're keeping it simple here, Game Chat. Yeah. <laughs> especially, uh, I was going to say, uh, Chris, especially when you work at IT. Yeah. The one thing you don't want to include in conversations is that you work at IT. Yeah. Precisely. Mm. <laughs> we work with computers. Oh, I. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Bet that's just kind of the same thing with with being being a nurse. Uh, depends. Sometimes, usually, uh, younger or people closer to my age, I guess I'm not really younger anymore. Um, uh, younger adults, maybe, um, usually don't have volunteer stuff, but more and more people over 65 are just like, oh, I'm on blah, 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 blah. And I'm going to the (laughs) hospital next week for blah, blah. And I'm like, well, I hope that goes well for you. (laughs) Uh, mm. Reach that screw it age. <laughs> I got nothing to lose. I'm I'm just over it. So um, we'll do a little recap from. I feel like probably what I talked most about. What we talked most about last week was about the mechanics, but uh, just a kind of a. Uh, just to re- remind everybody what the mechanics are and then uh, get Madeline's opinion on it since she wasn't here last week. <laughs> uh, the whole core gameplay loop of this is um, you play nameless protagonist um, and basically uh, the entire game is you having conversations with people. And conversations are just like the description said, a deck of cards. Each card has a symbol on the left and right. And basically, you're just trying to match the next card. You just try to match the left symbol with the right symbol of the last card played. It's it's a little hard to, to wrap your head around if you just listen to us talk about it. But if, if you see a picture of it, you, you get it. Um, at each each card has two symbols. Sometimes it's the same symbol. Sometimes it's two symbols. And then later on in the game, you can get special cards with multiple symbols or we'll have special effects. But basically, it's like you're just trying to match the last... As a conversation, you're just trying to match the last thing said, basically. And you can either... And you kind of have like a round where... You play anywhere from like three to I think six cards, depending on who you're talking to. Um, maybe five, but sometimes, uh, yeah. If you're only talking, if you're talking to like a character you have a special relationship with or connection with, 
most of the time it's you only have to play three cards and that makes the rounds go by faster. Someone you don't know at all, you have to get through the six cards and it's a lot harder. Um, and then once you finish a round, basically if you if you matched all the cards along, you end up with like a white speech bubble, which means you did you had a good conversation, you're connecting. You you advance. If you ever have play a mismatch symbol, it will automatically equate to a black speech bubble, which means you uh, are not connecting. You have wah, a disagreement wah. or something. And okay, it's five is the back, not six. I was thinking six seemed like a lot. <laughs> and and then depending on how the conversation goes, generally, um, generally speaking, uh. The difficulty of the conversation is shown by the amount of white speech bubbles you need to get versus the amount of black sp uh, black speech bubbles uh, you can you can get. So like a very hard conversation is like you can only have one black speech bubble, which means if you mismatch once, yep, the like conversation's done, it's over. Um, versus something that's very easy, it could be like, oh, you only need one good, one white speech bubble, and you have like four black speech bubbles, meaning you have four errors before you screw it up. Uh, <laughs> and, and so it's like, that's how... And then, but then a lot of them are just kind of like three and three, and it just... it And then... At the end of any conversation, no matter what, you have to add a new card to your deck, which replaces an old card. So which, yes, yeah. that it, like that you have to replace a card. Yes, yes, and that was uh, that was a point of contention for us last week. <laughs> yeah, that leads to some hard decisions. Yes, yeah. So, um, and then of course, so you some cards have special abilities and like the, all the abilities are are called like observe, prepare, elaborate, reconsider, accommodate, listen, you know, and they all have abilities that, you know, um, like prepare, prepare means when you play that card, you can select which is what card you draw next. And that helps planning elaborate, uh, like has ability where play. it will just, uh, you could play another card right away. Oh, that was chatter. I think elaborate is is the copies the symbol. Yeah, it copies. Oh, it. Mm -hmm. oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Which wasn't as good as I thought it would be. Yeah, it really wasn't. Um, observe lets you see the other person's hand because that's another thing is you're you're playing you're playing against uh, an NPC, so you're always alternating cards because sometimes you could be doing fine and then. Uh, and then your other, uh, the, the NPC doesn't have cards to play off of you and that, that will just fail. That will bomb the conversation too. Um, um, and then, then as you, cause it's, it's primarily a road trip. Your characters like road tripping across the map. Um, and as the longer you road trip, the more fatigue cards you get. And basically fatigue cards are are basically cards that that just fill your deck and nothing can play off of them. 
And so what that means is pretty much if you play a fatigue card, you're going to pretty much automatically uh, lose two black speech bubbles. Hmm. Like it, it could be instant fail a lot of the times if you have to mm-hmm. play a fatigue card. Um, but yeah, that's generally that's the mechanics of it. So if you want to hear my lengthy discussions on it, uh, <laughs> you can check out last week's chat. Uh, but uh, Madeline, what are, what are your thoughts on gameplay and the mechanics? And, and what what you play the game on? I played I played on Switch. Um, I started playing this when I was sick last week, so um, I could have probably done a little bit better for my first couple of um, caravan trips. Uh, I felt like the more I played this, that like I needed to plan my routes and decide if like there felt like kind of three distinct different flavors of combinations that were out in the world, or maybe four, I guess, if you count where we live. So like everybody at home and in the cities close to home has the circle and the triangle, the empathetic observant and logical diplomatic stuff Mm -hmm. in their cards. So you needed a lot of that to match. And that was everything your deck was when you started out. But then to one corner, they had more squares uh, and another, they had a lot more diamonds. Um, And so you had to have then a lot more different combinations to go different places. Um, And so the more trips I was taking, I was like, maybe I just need to focus my, my deck for like, this is what the combination I'm going to be focusing on this trip and build, add stuff to my deck as I go and try and pare it down to do that and think about it that way. Um, That was, I, I wasn't super successful, but it was at least more, it felt more helpful at least versus mm-hmm. I'm just going to go wherever I feel like it or wherever people tell me to go and then see what happens. That didn't work out super well. <laughs> uh, I think I got only three things that trip. It was not very good. Um, and then I, I also tried to plan my conversations when I got to a place, um, especially like on the last trip, I went with the caravan the whole time and it felt like... Um, that there were like more important conversations and less important conversations to have at a place. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to talk to everybody there, which I realized also on the last thing, um, which I, like mm-hmm. I knew I didn't have to talk to them, but like, I was like, maybe you shouldn't have talked to some of these people cause it's muddying up your yeah. day. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but like you could talk to the people at the location that had the ki- the types of cards that were common in that location. But you knew that they're like, they're not selling things or you're not trying to get information from them. So I can talk to them and I don't care if I fail this conversation because I will at least get another one of those cards to add to my deck. So when I do do the main important conversation, um, then I maybe have one card better, mm-hmm. one more chance. Um, I also felt like thunder was only there half the time. And I was like, how come I can't talk to thunder in every single place I stop? This is incredibly frustrating. Exactly. <laughs> Thunder My dog is boy. there all the time, yeah. all the time. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so that I felt like I had a little bit by the time I got to the end of the game, I felt like I had an OK strategy. If I wanted to start playing it again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I will say that was something I wish I'd known going into this game that. And now that like I look at reviews and stuff for Signs of the Sojourner after the fact, it is that this is this is a game m- 
purposely made that it's like you're not going to be able to do everything in one playthrough. Mm-hmm. It's designed to be fast. You're going to miss stuff. You're going to mess up. And the story's going to move on with or without you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And and if I had known that, I, I, I don't know, I'm stubborn. I probably would have played the exact same way I've been playing. But, <laughs> but also, I, I was, and I said this last week, that it's like my, my RPG brain, which is always talk to every character. Yes. Re, this is not the game. Like, there are specific characters that, like, it's like, if I don't need their, like, symboled cards and they're not going to give me anything or give me any knowledge, it's like, there was no reason. I didn't have to talk to you. In fact, talking to you only just hurt me, you know? And, and so it's like, it is, you do have to strategize and plan. Um, and... And even then, it's like, also, it's like, it's, you got to be okay with you. You are not going to pass every conversation. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, even if you have all the right cards, it's just like any card game. You could get dealt a really bad hand, and that will be enough to just destroy the conversation. Um, but, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's a, I mean, yeah, it's a very interesting system. But at the same time, it bugs me because I'm like, no, my best friend's mad at me. And it's not every, my fault. Literally every time. <laughs> How come like I when can't you, talk to them before yeah. I come home and put stuff on the shelves? Yeah, and when I you talk get, to them after that and I still screw it up. Yeah, that's <laughs> the worst part when you get back home and you got like four fatigue cards. And it's like, you know, you go to talk to a oh, yeah. and like three fatigue cards pop up and you're like, oh, oh. I'm doomed. Yep. <laughs> Yep. Or it's it's or it's just so like sad because also it's like you think about like narrative like wise it's like oh it's it's basically saying it's like oh you're gone for fifty days and when you come back you, yeah you're you miserable. have a different personality yeah <laughs> you you left empathetic and diplomatic you came back. You were industri- forceful, industrious. You know, <laughs> yes. like, um, yeah. yeah, I, I, uh, I played. Uh, let's see, like late last week, I played a long session and like got into day two and got obsessed with chasing the caravan. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you make one stray stop, you've lost it. You, you, you come. I came to the realization you lose the caravan for you know. You just you cannot catch up. Because of the days it takes to travel between spots, it just and then that was the and I got some and I went to the the the, the eastern side, which is what uh, Diamond Land, you know, where uh, creative and industrious, mm-hmm. yeah, and up into Old Mare, and you know you, you you can't pass the conversation to get into Old Mare, you know, the first couple tries because you don't have yeah. any square cards, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's like. At that point, I was my deck was screwed, and I'm like, "All right, I'm starting over." <laughs> so, yeah. I started over and with the with two uh, like two thoughts: you don't have to chase the caravan, and you and like you said, you don't have to go everywhere. So it was like I concentrated on the west side. It's like I didn't even 
you know, I didn't go west of Annika after on my playthrough. Mm-hmm. It was like, mm-hmm. you know, I can only I only have room for so many cards. And and I thought, you know, I was had a good rhythm, and then they threw that distressed and grieving card in. It was like, what? Right. Another, another card. Yeah. yeah. I, I guess that's that's going into like kind of the story. It's like that's the main thing that's come up since we ta- talked last week is is that I think I think it's like right before your fourth trip. Yeah. Yeah. Your second to last trip. Basically, disaster strikes the entire, I guess, continent, you know, mm-hmm. in Bartow, there's there's an earthquake and then. Yeah, there, inland, there's an earthquake. And then if you go uh, to the east to like Old Mare and everything there, there's flooding um, and stuff like that. And so basically every, you know, and also characters die. Did you know that characters die in this game? Characters die I, in this right? game. I was so um, angry. Uh, I'm so yeah. sad that I missed I didn't, and I never got chocolate off of Miriam. Miriam. Yeah, yeah. One time, but I didn't get it the last time. She, so, she was a tough cook. Yeah. And it was her funeral. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? Um, and and so naturally, then they, you, um, you know, certain characters are really grieving, you know? <laughs> yeah, and there's a new, yeah, there's a, and a new symbol is introduced, and it's like a little swirl, and the swirl indicates distressed and grieving and like on like narrative wise like i think that's that's actually kind of like clever oh, and ingenious yeah oh yeah i yeah. agree like a, yeah and i kind of love that but then at the same time it's so it's like you it's it's like you you kind of need to keep a distressed agree because that after that point i think any character regardless of what symbol they're showing can throw in a swirl symbol somewhere, I think, after that point in oh, most yeah. locations. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, and yeah, like they picked up three three symbols, the two they normally carry in grieving. Yeah. And yeah, it, it, it's, it's just, it's after like finish the game i just it's now realizing it i started a second playthrough just a little bit right before we started and it, it is just knowing that it's like the game's like pretty much like yeah no you are definitely not guaranteed to succeed any of these conversations mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and uh, oh yeah especially you know the first time you go into a town and you don't have those kind of cards you know oh yeah or uh or just that it happened like I, where it's like they needed like four, like good speech bubbles and like they could only have three bad speech bubbles and like I, I got three good speech bubbles and then my hand was just a, obliterated that last yes. bubble and then the whole conversation goes bad, and uh, but yeah, it took but, a while. Yeah, I think you know. Figuring out how to like slow down your play a little bit when you're playing cards, and try to think you know two cards ahead, uh, uh, and realizing uh, I concentrated on getting you know no matter what cards I had in my hand, I had to try to get specials, no matter mm-hmm. you know what the card was, it had to have something special on it. <laughs> yeah, I had to have some other utility to it. You know. 
Yeah, I always, I found myself a lot of the time. I was like, okay, what can I, I had a lot of observation stuff. So I was like, what, what do they have? Uh, uh, So not only like, am I worried about matching what's here, but then I also have to leave them something that they can match up to. Because Mm -hmm. for a while, I felt like that there were people that I definitely could have done better at their conversations if they had because it was symbols that they all had they just didn't have card that had a lead symbol that matched the one that was at the end that i left and so we like failed two Mm -hmm. two or three conversations because i they couldn't match so Mm -hmm. that yeah was really sucky kind of trying to play two people's hands at once yes (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then realized i mean i think towards the end i'm like "Mm, doubles are really important because a you get that block you know that Mm -hmm. solid chain that you can Mm -hmm. okay you can screw up and not lose a cord yeah yeah not losing a you know uh, a a black (laughs) a fail square and it's like those are you know so it's like yeah at at first like uh, i had like three uh Duplicate, you know, uh, not duplicate, but, you know, any card, you know, any symbol matches the symbol. But then mm-hmm. I realized, oh, shit, if you match, if the card you're playing, if your card, you know, you're mm-hmm. you're matching against is like, for example, a circle and a diamond, it's not going to match. It's going to be a fail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. They accommodate. At first, you think the accommodate's like amazing, but then you realize very quickly like <laughs> that accommodate only works if On they doubles. play the double. Yeah. 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 Uh, and um yeah i think i think towards the end of the game and it's like one of the last abilities you can like unlock i think it's is it is it, is it listen yeah the one we, where it's like basically you get to you have to play the next the two cards yeah. or, oh that too that too that one like where it's like it, the next person has to play the next two cards or something right mm-hmm. and i was like like that one was good because then it's like they, well, I know like, you should you you should have things that could match your own things. Right. So <laughs> yeah, uh, catch your breath a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That um, and, um, that and then re- the one where you can redraw choose. redraw your cards. Yeah, the prepare. Yes, and then even the um, oh, what was it called? Like in, uh, clarify, where you can place a card in between mm-hmm. other cards. That was really nice. That that came at in the end. Good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I couldn't figure it out at the beginning, but when uh, on my last trip I had two of those. I was like, yes, <laughs> finally, make somebody else oh. play the last card in the conversation. Oh, towards the end, I think my strategy because like I only had few <laughs> cards of each, that it was like I would make sure to get an accord, mm-hmm. and then I would play a a mismatched card that had reconsider just yep. to clear my hand. Yes, <laughs> you know. But so, but it's like, I guess that is, you know, the point of a card game is like we like you're we're, you're forced to learn strategies, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and honestly, if this was just a card game. I. I would be I would feel so bitter about it, you know, I think it's just the fact that that losing a card game means that I don't learn a little bit of the story. Or, right, or, or get an item, the story, or, or I miss something, or right. that I have offended a character that I feel like I should be like argument yeah. with. 
you know? Yeah, exactly. Someone I've grown up with for 10 plus years. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, oh, man. I, I had a couple times uh, that little kid. I had yeah, a little, one, little Bastio little or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, I had him down to one and one, and I'm like, and it, you know, it's just, oh my God. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, I, I guess I guess going on, on that, let's let's try to talk about the story because I think depending on what we did, it's like we've all probably earned little bits and probably none at all, you know. So, mm-hmm. so I guess you know, just to catch up, the way this game starts is basically kind of like the synopsis says: your mother's died. And she was a part of a caravan uh, that like sold goods and stuff and brought it back to your hometown of Bartow where she had a shop. Um, Now that she's passed, it is now your responsibility to join the caravan and find things to sell in the shop. Um, Or else if your shop doesn't sell enough, then the caravan's going to stop coming to your town. And that will effectively mean you're your hometown will be erased off the map because if the caravan's not coming there, then there'll be no supplies and it'll become a ghost town. Um, and so as soon as you start the game, it's like you, you meet your best friend, Elias, uh, who he's going to stay in town and like take care of the shop and other stuff. And, did you go with the caravan and the caravan leaders named Nadine? Um, and Nadine tells you up front, basically like, Hey, we're going to cut you out of the caravan unless you could step up like your mom. And, and basically she's like, it's only because I hold your mom in high respect that we haven't already cut you off the map. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Even have, um, and so really, I guess the main the main general main mystery of the game is as you are traveling, you learn more about your mom. Um, and so that's I think that's where it comes very quickly, where if you want to decide to leave the caravan, because it's like as you talk to people, you'll learn about other locations that you heard your mom's from your mom's stories and that will unlock places on your map. But then you also have to talk to somebody who will tell you how to get to that place on the map. Yeah. So you always need the road and then the destination. Right. To a place. In addition to trying to find things for your shop. <laughs> right. Um, so the first place you go to in the caravan. Uh, check the the wiki for the locations. Uh, Pe- Pechinko. Pachinko. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, that's the first place you go to, and it's like a, it's like an art city, art town. It's cute. Um, uh, first person you meet there, you meet Isabella, who has licorice, and she knows you knew your mom. And then there's also Marquez, and <clears throat> Marquez is the one who first mentions, uh, I think the circle. Mm-hmm. And how your mom was part of the circle, and uh, and it's and the, all it's all a the frustrated artist. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Tomas. Tom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tomas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and so you learn a little bit about the circle at first, but it's a little mysterious. You have to have some good conversations with Isabella and Marquez to learn more about the circle. Um, and then I think from Nadine, you slowly like hear you hear people talk about the Riker gang. Um, and then you, I think you pretty you learn pretty quickly. I think that like the Riker gang pretty much controls everything in this dystopian world. At least this section of it, anyways. Uh, did you guys get that vibe? <laughs> yes. I thought, I thought uh, the Rikers were more what the 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 eastern part, the old mayor and Rima and yeah, that's and, where they're like headquarters. But I think yeah, and the circle was more the the western. Yeah. Um. Now. Yeah, I guess I guess we'll I'll just talk about my playthrough at this point because because I I wasn't able to learn a whole lot about the Rikers because I struck out literally every time I went to Old Murray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, same here. Um, oh, it took two times to say screw this place. I ain't getting I, in. I I did talk to um to a couple like the Fisher people. I think Tariq. Mm-hmm. I think I was able to have a conversation with him at one point. Um, uh, oh, wait, no, Tariq was the kid. The kid didn't like me. Uh, Dion. Dion was who I had a conversation with at one point. Actually, now that I think about it, I think I bombed both talks with him. <laughs> I did learn more about the circle. Um, eventually. By my last playthrough, or by my last like trip, but like basically, you you hear about a town called um, Hera, like pretty early on, mm-hmm. um, but then it's it's not. At least it wasn't until my last trip that I talked had a good conversation with Isabella, that she gave me the road to Hera, and then when you go to um. Hera, there's only one person there. And he's nameless. Like, that's what it says. It says nameless. And he is apparently the only person that lives in this deserted town, like deserted city. Like, it has tall buildings and everything. And he dropped the nuggets that he was also a founding member of the Circle with our mother and with Isabella and Marquez. And apparently... The circle was all about bringing their mission was just to bring to bring art to the world. Like it was it was that mission statement to like make art, make the world better. And. Um, and basically at what at some point they, they thought Hara, the city. Lot like the river dried up and so. Hara was about to like, you know, turn into a ghost town. And mm-hmm. so the circle wanted to save the city of Hara. And but they didn't have the resources. And so the circle made a deal with the Rikers. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, you know, to help bring the city back. And then the Rikers were just like, oh, no, we just wanted the city to mine all its resources and like 
drive the stake in the heart, you know? Yeah. And it's so when that happened, apparently the Rikers paid the circle tons and tons of money. And that's when Isabella left the circle. That's when uh, your mom kind of left the circle. And, mm-hmm. and that's where Nameless, he was like, I was so dejected. I rejected the circle. I rejected who I was and I rejected my name. And that's why I'm Nameless. And I was like, okay, calm down, dude. <laughs> and then he, he's like, Dad, I'm going to go live in the abandoned city that I caused. And, but um, Okay. Have a good time. So it's like, that was one, one conversation with this guy that's like, whoa. That's yep, a lot. Dropped drop a ton of lore <laughs> on you. But so it's like, okay, so that's that gave me enough to understand. It's like, that's why your mom was kind of out on the outs with the Rikers. With the Rikers. Mm-hmm. And that's also kind of why there's a rift between Isabella and Marquez, because Marquez was all is all about that money for that art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Isabella is all about the licorice and the art. Uh, <laughs> yep. Um. So I thought that was very interesting. And I was like, hey, I found one nugget of lore. <laughs> well, that was yeah. like to, to sum it up. Because you know, for the longest time, you, did, you didn't get a path to Hara until, you know, you had to really have a lot of success in Panchenko, I think. Yeah. Uh, to, uh, to, to learn the path. Mm-hmm. And then what? And um, I don't know why they threw in uh, everybody. Everybody go up far north, past the desert oasis to what was the other? There was a town up in the far north. Yeah, Anka? I did. Yeah, it yeah, was an I, interesting, I but it was like they were tough conversations too up there. Yeah, I think what um, what what I learned about that is if you talk to Klaus and Klaus steals your stuff. And you get the option to you could either chase Klaus or keep with the caravan. Mm-hmm. If you keep following Klaus, Klaus will be at that all those locations. Yeah. And like there's mm-hmm. a whole. I, I guess I, I tried to look it up. <laughs> there's like. There's like five to seven endings to this game. Oh, yeah, there's um, it seems like there's a few. And, and like I can't find a definitive list of how many there are. Um, just because, like, apparently there's just like so many different outcomes with who you talk to, and if you have good conversations, like, I don't even know. But apparently, one of the endings is if you basically just follow Klaus around, and apparently that ending is you just leave with Klaus, with Klaus and do crime <laughs> together with Klaus. <laughs> it's like, huh. That's kind of cool that that's an option, though. Honestly, yeah. Um. So and I so it's like I imagine there's all sorts of different things when to go to, you know, depending on like because you got like, yeah, now that I know it's like you got to make a plan and just kind of go for it. Because also we didn't we haven't even scratched on like some of the stuff. There's a there's a robot village that there's at some few, point they, they have like. Yeah, and like there's one like they they overthrow, they rewrite their programming and go on strike to unionize or something. And it's like, wait, oh my what? God, that had to be on the Rikers side because I never, yeah, I never it's, got that. It's it's right above Rikers. What what was it called? Um, Tons and Canals? No, Tons and Canals um, was one yeah. where some people were, some robots were, and then I talked to a robot. 
south of Alders, or maybe uh, there, there is in Ramina. I talked to a robot who was not from yeah. there, was there. Yeah, because he's Haruto's like picklebot or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did. I I had just learned about him, but I wasn't allowed to talk to him because I never made Haruto happy. <laughs> I did terrible in that corner of the world every time. Yeah. Um. But so it's like there's lots of stuff going on. And it is one of those things you kind of have to follow those characters and keep having good conversations with them to to get that story. Because otherwise, you know. You, <laughs> which I think is most people's first uh, playthrough of this game is like you just got to get little snapshots of things and then like. And then you go to a town and find out Miriam's dead. <laughs> or, you know, and it's like, what? Um, but yeah, did you guys find any lore nuggets? Um, so I talked to, I didn't get, I didn't have a successful conversation, but I actually had a lengthier conversation um, in the Tosende Canals with um, one of the robots that was like, property of Rikers um, mm-hmm. early on. And then I had a lengthier conversation after all the flooding with her again. Um, and she apparently reprogrammed herself after the floods because she asked Rikers for help repeatedly and said, Hey, you're not helping myself or these other bots that you own. And uh, this human that also works for you is needs all these things. So I'm sending you all these reports and then they never sent her any reply back. Uh, so she's like, screw you. I'm going to reprogram myself and uh, don't cross my picket line, please. Thank you very much. Caravan man. Uh, <laughs> um, so that was kind of interesting. Um, apparently the woman that you talked to at the gate for Old Mare works for the Rikers, which I didn't know until the second time I talked to her because she was all worn out after the riots. Um, and she's just kind of worn out and like nobody cares about nobody respects the Riker pen anymore it's like well we could have saved you all a bunch of time (laughs) Um, as far as lore that's really the only little bit that I got Um, Anka had at one point in the middle of the game a train line that went from Anka to Pukemboro. Um, and people were really excited because I, this is basically, like you said, this is a Mad Max world. And so it's like post apocalypse, but people trying to have uh, some semblance of civilization again. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were excited about the railway for a little bit. Um, and then. Uh, and the earthquake. <laughs> yeah, and then the earthquake and everything was bad again. So I did much better talking to a little Basilio than Big Basilio. I did okay talking with him the first time. Uh, and then his little brother like tried to pickpocket me and then was trying to get me to help him steal stuff. Um, and he was... Uh, when I talked to him on the, the final caravan ride, he's like, I mean, it looks like, you know, I can't protect my brother. I can't lead him in the right way. Uh, so I guess I'm going to have to 
um, throw my weight around and and make sure that I'm the biggest influence on my brother's life, no matter what that looks like. Uh, basically saying, like, I think I'm going to have to go back to crime because there's nothing else really for me to do here. My dad's dead. My brother does whatever he wants. There's nothing for me to do as far as work. Um, the chocolate lady that died was their grandma, I think. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, and, and he's like, she's dead. Um, and at one, the la- <laughs> excuse me, the last time I talked to her, she had mentioned something about Lil Basilio. And I was like, oh, yeah. You, I did meet you up in that town one time. Um, so it was, uh, that's the only really other little lore Did bit you guys that I had the sad, uh, the sad story of Oscar. No. After the earthquake, Oscar, the robot, um, you talk to him and he's like malfunctioning. And then he will go with you. And if you take him to Anka, a uh, big Basilio will offer, will like, he's very interested and he'll want to try to fix Oscar. Uh, I bombed that conversation so he couldn't fix Oscar. Oscar did then. He, did he parts Oscar? Uh, Oscar then, like, basically sacrificed himself. He was just like, Use my parts, make oh. something better, and like, and then it's like you received spare parts that used to be Oscar. No. <laughs> and and you needed, by the way, <laughs> which you needed spare parts, and so it was like, oh, uh, well, those spare parts were the only thing I got that run too. I didn't get any oh, other items. Man, um, yeah, but it was just like what, what. What, but it's like, of course, it's like the way the conversations go, because you never you never see what your character says. You right. know, you just play the cards and then you see the response. And like, I expected when I failed that conversation, I thought Big Basilia was like going to get mad at me kind of thing. But no, he was just like, man, I was just trying to help. But you're probably right. I'm probably terrible. I would be able to fix this robot if I could. You know, it's like, oh, no. And then, and then, and then Oscar's just like used by parts to help die. And then just like you have spare parts. I'm like, oh! oh, oh where's Thunder so I can just talk to him and get a reward? That's <laughs> awful. Um, Poor Oscar. Rip in pieces. Yep. Um, yeah. There, there's so, like, I'm probably gonna play it again because now that like i know the mechanics and stuff i'll probably go through and do a couple because i think once you also know what to do and know what paths you're going to take you could probably breeze through it pretty fast yeah um, after, yeah, yeah. yeah after a while you're like there's no real reason to follow the caravan <laughs> i don't think there is yeah or i mean at least, i mean yeah especially at the first time because you just don't yeah. have the cards um but but yeah so i, I guess going off that let's I imagine we probably all kind of got the same ending this first go around. Uh, I Maybe? got a different ending than Franco posted. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I was surprised I got that. Um, I guess I got enough stuff on the on the road to 
to keep the oh, store running. I got a different ending now that I'm actually reading your ending, Rick. Yeah, <laughs> tell, us ending too. tell us about it. Um. Okay, I I I guess I'm just guessing that I a I I did enough good for the for the uh, I don't know what it's based on for the caravan that the caravan decided to keep Bartow in the loop and mm. Elias. Even though that happens, oh, we both end up in Pinchenko. Because we both joined the circle and and uh, and joined the the because uh, at the end it says you miss Barto but leaving is made easier with Elias joining you and the knowledge that the shop and the town are both on a good path. Damn. So did you did did you get a ten years later? Yes, I get the ten years okay. later. All right. Yeah. Who came to talk to you then? Elias. Elias to talk to you. Elias, he has a beard. Yes. And he, and he actually, uh, he picked up a square in his uh, conversations. I yeah. Noticed. Yeah. I could be wrong, but part of me was getting the, the vibe that, at least in my playthrough, when I when I had that 10-year epilogue thing, part of me got the, the idea that, like, they throw you a bone and Elias always has the cards to play off of you. I could be wrong, though. I'm hoping so. Uh. Because that went surprisingly well for me too. When I didn't have any any empathy cards, <laughs> um, but my ending was kind of similar, except for the fact that in my playthrough, Barto Nadine dropped Barto like a like a sack of rotten potatoes. Mm. <laughs> uh, she was just like, even when I had like I passed her final conversation, like I. Even then, she's just like, "Eh, it, you're not, you're not profitable. We are losing resources by coming here. I'm sorry." <laughs> and so, basically, with the caravan ended, and then of course after that conversation with Nadine, I bombed the conversation with Elias, and Elias is like, he's just like, "I guess you heard the news. Bartos destroyed," and they're like, "I'm." Failed the conversation. He's like, "Hey, don't get mad at me." Blah blah blah. He's just like, "Solve your own like, problems." I'm upset too. Yeah, solve your own problems. I'll solve mine. And it's like, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> my non-confrontational heart. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah. So basically, you know, Barto is closed and everything. And then, but what happens is. You, um, I didn't, I didn't take a picture. I should have took a picture like you did, Frank. But, uh, but basically you and, you know, you leave Barto behind because you have nothing. <laughs> then there's nothing left of Barto and you, you move to Pachanko. Um, I don't think I joined the circle in mine. We just set up shop in Pachanko and Elias sells his key chain, his key chains, his key rings. <laughs> yeah, and apparently business is doing really good, Pachenko. It's like you miss Barto, but you know, what do you got to do? Barto's gone. <laughs> so it's I like it's similar that, to that, your ending. That just, yeah, that's that's. So I, mine was almost exactly that, except that I ended up in Bukamboro. Ooh, instead of Pachenko. Interesting, but it was otherwise. It was exactly that. I wonder if it's just 
Jonathan. They pick an, an arc. your conversations or, might go yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess that would make sense, like, depending, like, if it's based on substance of, like, the number of good conversations you had in a place, maybe. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't stop well, at Bukumboro a whole lot, now that I think about it. I usually try to go there at the end before I would go home to Bartow, because I was like, let me see if I can get some matcha, squeak out some matcha. I have one more, at least one thing to put on my shelf today. Uh, but then, um... To like help get some more circle cards to put in my deck, also mm. before I went home, I could try and been, talk to Elias and have a good conversation. That, that would have been smart. Yeah, I think my my playthrough was kind of like screwed for the get go because I I didn't understand the calendar system, and mm. so like <laughs> I had so many fatigue cards, and then I was still oh, driving no. places oh, on no. day fifty. And no, so it was like, your van can't your van can't handle this, and it just like automatically teleported me back. Yep. And, and Elias is like, you didn't have any items? I was like, I didn't know. I'm just um, driving around yeah, talking uh, to people. You probably had like was... six fatigue cards in you. Oh gosh, yes. Yeah. No. There was, I, fr- I think it might have been like, oh, it was my third trip. I like, I did really good my third trip and I think I came back with six items. Nice. And then the stupid earthquake. No. Did you like? I don't know if it happens if you only have a few. To me items. too. Yeah, you were. Yeah. I was loaded up. Half, I had like over, six items, yeah. and and then over half your items like get destroyed in the earthquake. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What? Like oh. so. I had that was when I had um, actually um, thunder had found me some nuts and bolts, some spare parts in mm. Anka that trip, and like everything else got knocked off the shelf except the spare parts. And Elias runs out and he's like, hey, can you get me some spare parts to help repair this store? And I was like, I'm pretty sure they're on the shelf still, but yeah. I'll try. Of course, yeah. I didn't get any. Yeah, I guess maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe the, if you did, did all the stuff that Bartow needed, like the food for the the, for the, the, the co-op. Or get him his instrument for the thing. Yeah, I, didn't get I don't any- even know. I don't even know where you can get an instrument. That was in Aldhurst. There's an instrument lady. Because oh, okay. I got one on my first trip. I got an instrument. And I was like, oh, yeah, I can definitely do that. And then um, I went to Aldhurst and she and I failed the conversation. And I also wasn't paying attention to when things were happening on the calendar. So I missed the party at the roadhouse. And it shows this screen of Elias playing very sad recorder. Yeah, recorder. Yeah. Yeah, and like, I got and they too. even play the music. And they yeah, even play sad recorder in the background. No. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, I, I, did, I did. sad about this after talking to y'all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, well, I mean, I guess that's yeah. That's it. Do we want to just go into our final thoughts? Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, so I guess we'll we'll just uh, start with you, Frank. All right. Um, gameplay, very easy, although I have to, you know, the whole the calendar and the time it takes between places, I think they could have done a better job of of uh, laying that out for you because it was really it always it never got easy for me to figure out 
can I, you know, and then in the end, I think it's, you know, once you leave the caravan, you can't catch up to it. It's mm-hmm. just impossible. So it's like, uh, you either, it's a basic decision. Stay with the caravan or for the whole trip or branch mm-hmm. off. And, you know, learning not to panic about that, that there's nothing really going on. I think the caravan is there initially to take you around everywhere and get you started. But after that, it's like, yeah, then you choose your own path. Go wherever you want. Um, but, yeah, getting around was easy. And, and, you know, it took a restart and kind of coming around to that to really starting to enjoy the game and figuring out, okay, you know, stay on the one side of the map and, and you'll do well. You, you won't. You know, you can't make everybody happy, as Jonathan said. Yep. So I enjoyed the story. It, uh, even though some of the characters are frustrating because they're almost impossible. Some of them are almost impossible to match. Uh, but after a while, I got into like a good, you know, rhythm and, and picked up what, what you're supposed to be doing with your deck. So, you know, as, as, as for a card game, uh, you know, a card playing game, uh, it's pretty good. It was pretty good. I give it a, a nine. Nice. All right. Uh, I will get, I guess I'll go next. Um, ah, this game was kind of like a roller coaster for me. Because mm-hmm. when I first, my first hour with this game, I was in love with it. Like, I get the mechanics. I was interested about the story. The music was nice and relaxing. I loved the little, like, the, the like, simple, like, hand-drawn aesthetic of everything. Uh, and I even thought the world was interesting. Like, this is an optimistic Mad Max, you know? Yeah. Um, and, like, yes, the world's gone to, gone to crap. But, hey, you know, life moved on and found a way. And look. They're selling licorice and art. Um, yeah. yeah. There's a dog named Thunder, uh, who's a good boy. Um, and then and then my second hour of the game, played the game, was, oh, oh, I can't, I can't have good conversations. Oh, no. Oh, no. And they just get it, like, so frustrated, so mm-hmm. fast. And just, and my, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a very non-confrontational kind of person and this game basically forces you into confrontation if you yes. go into wrong conversations mm-hmm. um and and that that <laughs> that bugged me and I you know I also you know I entered in with the mindset of you know RPG mindset talk to everybody yeah. and it's just like no don't talk to everybody cuz you're only going to hurt yourself um it's uh, I feel like I learned too late in my playthrough that, you know, what Frank just said, it's like you can't please everybody. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to do everything. You know, it just, you know, think of it more as a card game with the story as your reward rather than mm-hmm. yeah. playing a story game. With the that, card game, had, with card game mechanics, yeah, I, I think that's, that's a good that's way. A good way yeah, uh, and so it's like now I'm like now that I've reached a place where it's like I know it's a card game and I can strategize. It's like I'm kind of excited just to like okay, let me go back into it and just see mm-hmm. what I could do this run, you know, see if I can find out any information. 
um, you know, try to figure out, like, see what innings can do or if I can save Matilda's life or, <laughs> or no. Mary, Mary, you know, and, you know, or, or can I join Klaus's life of crime? Uh, you know, it's like, so it was endearing, you know, but it, it came very close to, to losing me <laughs> towards the middle. Um, so, um, I don't know if I'd give it quite as high as a nine. Uh, so I'll, I'll probably, I'll probably give it an eight. Eight out of ten. Yeah. Um, I will probably also give this an eight. Um, I backed this when it was, <coughs> excuse me, I think on Indiegogo. Um, was how they they crowdfunded this. Um, I was really excited about the idea of a conversation deck builder. That sounded really interesting. I liked their art, their music. I still love their art and their music. Um, after playing through the full thing, um, I think, uh, what I will echo what Frank said as well, um, that it is much, uh, a better experience if you approach this as this is a card game where you'll get bits of story versus this is an RPG that you, if you make everyone happy, then you'll get the full, you know, the best ending. I don't know if there really is a best ending in this game. Um, because even though I came back and always had at least three things in my cart to put on the, on the store shelf, Bartow still really wasn't doing very much. Um, I think best ending would probably be, uh, the one that you enjoy your run the most, um, versus like you set out to do what everyone asked you to do at the beginning, save the store, keep the caravan on the route la 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 everyone's happy because like uh, it, with <laughs> with the stuff um <laughs> excuse me with the stuff where like oh we couldn't save the robot so he got parts um but then you got spare parts to use to fix the store like i think this game is mature in the sense that it doesn't have any objectively good things that happen it's just things that happen and they are bad for some people and good for other people um and that's that's a really neat sign um it's a sign of a very of an interesting world um and it makes me want to keep playing continuous run throughs uh to get all those little bits of story um so i really appreciate the work that that the team did in that regard um the mechanics are interesting i'm just terrible at learning them so I'm um, I'm excited to now that I have a little bit of a strategy playthrough and be like, okay, this this game, all of it, I'm just gonna focus on these areas or this area, or I'm gonna finally get like good, uh, like a good interaction in Old Moray for this run. That's just gonna be my one goal is to be able to talk to everybody nice <laughs> by the end of my fifth, um, you know, my fifth run. Uh, so yeah, uh, I enjoyed it. Um, there, I mean, there are some slow parts. I think there's some stuff with the, with as far as like the game doesn't really hold your hand to try and teach you how to use all of the tools that it makes available to you 
or to point out different things in mechanics and card games that might be useful. Um, and for me, as somebody who doesn't play a ton of um, electronic deck builders, I do a lot of tabletop deck builders, but as somebody who doesn't do a lot of electronic deck builders, um, I need I maybe would have benefited from a little bit more of a help. Um, but that's okay. I don't I don't think that that makes this a bad game. It just maybe means that the uh, the accessibility of it is like maybe a little bit higher. This is a game for people who've played a lot other a lot of other electronic deck builders before. So yeah. that is that is my number. Eight out of ten. Thank you, Echo Dog Games. Yeah. Look forward to see what they I do I do look forward to see what they make next. Mm-hmm. Uh, um all right. Um so that will be it for our three hundred of first game <laughs> chat. Um, next, as we uh, we only got two more games left in the year. It's crazy. Uh, so next week, uh, it's a one weeker. Uh, we're playing a game called Nuts. Uh, it was released uh, in February of twenty twenty one, developed by Jun Paul. Much Char and Torfi. That's the uh, name of the developer. And I think it's also just their names, which is cool. Uh, published by Noodle Cake Studios. Nuts is a single player walking simulator surveillance mystery. Record the squirrels, report your findings, and piece together what's really going on in Melmoth Forest. Stopping point is finish the game. It's a good old fashioned one weeker. So. Currently on sale on Steam. Yes, it's also on sale on Switch because I just bought it on Switch too. Uh-huh. So let's get those Black Friday, Cyber Monday deals. Get all the games. Um, yeah, so that'll be it for this chat. Um, if you want, um, if you want more game chat, you know you can listen to all our three hundred past chats. Uh, if you're new, you can just like binge listen to us all day talking about stuff uh you can find us on all the podcast platforms itunes spotify amazon podcast stitcher google play um we're on all the social medias you can find us there you can reach us on our website at thegamechat.net or you know you can come chill with us in our discord uh where we talk about all these games and post things and yeah um Email us pictures of your dogs or just any dogs, really, at not enough dogs at thegamechat.net. We love seeing pictures of good doggos and puppers and good boys. So come back next week where we're chatting about nuts. So until then, thanks for listening and we'll chat at you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.